Hello, hello, kids, and welcome to another episode. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And I'm Kevin. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everyone, it's Jess. And this This is is my spooky gay family. Hello, Sam Baxter. Hello, Pissy Miles. Hello, Kevin. Hi. Hello, Barb. Hi. Hello, Jess. How's it going? <laughs> Good. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are here with the whole family today, and welcome back to the whole family. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. This was a <laughs> <laughs> this was a fun week. I got three rejection letters, so oh, did I'm you? feeling real good about myself mm. right now. That ha- listen. I have been rejected by many people, <laughs> so don't feel bad about yourself. Uh, and I have a feeling that mm, that acceptance letters are on their way to you. Thank you. I'm glad somebody does. I'm putting it out into the universe. <laughs> what else is new? That's pretty much been my world this week, is writing and reading how people hate my writing. That's been <laughs> all. That's What's all. one good thing that happened to you this week? Um, I got my second book back from my beta readers, so um, I'm doing revisions on that one now. That's pretty cool. Which is exciting. That's a fantasy novel. Yes, it's a fairy tale. A fairy tale. Mm-hmm. It's just a, your memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's exciting. I also had a much better week than uh, than I had had previously. I was back at work this week, which was a bit crazy. Uh I went back to pieces on Thursday and I was in the Fire Island Pines on Friday. Saturday, I had a day off, which was very nice. And because David was like, David was like, oh, well, at least, you know, you know, even though you're calling out of all your shows because you're sick, at least you get time off. I'm like, yeah, but I can't enjoy it because I'm fucking (laughs) sick. So it was nice to have a day off that uh, I was not really sick for. Uh, And now here I am recording this lovely, lovely podcast with you. What's new with you, Kevin? Oh, not much. Um, I mean, I did start a new job. <laughs> like, oh, what was it now? Like three weeks ago? Almost. Are three? you a manager at the store? No, I work part time and it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Like I literally like work a day, have a day off work a day. Now I'm actually working a half day on Fridays and then I work full day on Saturday and then I have Sunday, Monday off. Oh, that's so, great. So you oh, actually yeah. get like a weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, I technically have three full days off and a half day. Like, I work two to seven on Fridays, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's so (laughs) great. I haven't worked less than eight hours in one day in, like, a decade. So, I enjoy the feeling. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Barb? I am exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've got a finger in every pot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. How long have you been waiting to say that one? Oh my god. Um, you have to tell the story. No, I'm not like, telling the story. I'll tell it on the podcast I'll next week when you're gone. You. 
No, I've been pet sitting and um and um I've I got my first listing, so I'm doing all this real estate stuff right now. Um yeah. So I've been very, very busy. Have you been uh, I have a question for you because sure. you are vegan. Jess is vegan now as well. I um, am. And your kids are vegetarian. They're vegetarian. They're not I, yeah. I and I didn't even push them for that. That was totally their decision, but mm-hmm. I don't think they could give up the dairy right now. Yeah. I mean I certainly can't. That was the thing. I thought for a second I thought I'm I was like I might try it. But then I was like Literally, the only thing I can eat guilt-free now is, like, meat and cheese. And I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't give it up. I can't make it so that, like... Like, if I could eat carbs, if I could have things like tortillas and chips and things like that, I'd probably do it. But since I can't with my diabetes, I think... It's just, like, too much for me to give up right now. I've had such a drastic change in my diet in the last year that I'm like, I I can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. (laughs) Uh. Do you cook a lot? I cook way more now <clears throat> than I used to. Um, it depends on how lazy I feel like being. Because <laughs> it can be very easy to just make a salad and it's delicious. So it's like... But yeah, I do. I cook a lot. What's your favorite thing to cook? What's your favorite like vegan recipe? I mean, that's uh, that's a tough one. Because it's like there are some recipes that I really like that I've like found online that either like weren't vegan that I made vegan... Or, but mostly it's just like me just taking stuff, throwing it in a bowl and cooking it. Or when I make you like red lentil dog. That was really and, good. Oh yeah. my God. That's so freaking so good. good. Yeah. You're more of the vegan chef. She's better at it than I am. Yeah. So. I mean, I love to cook and I feel like it's been shocking to me how easy it's been um, this time around. Cause I had, I had done a stint as a vegan like a decade ago, but <laughs> I, they didn't have a lot of like replacement options. Mm-hmm. So I found it so much easier. Like I don't miss anything. It's been the easiest really? switch for me. It's been the easiest switch. What's your favorite thing to make? I do a lot of Asian and Indian flavors. Well, I feel like Indian's probably easy because they're mostly vegetarian anyway. Yeah. They are, but they use a lot of like cream and stuff. But I really, I love coconut milk. So, mm. um, I mean, Sam can't ever eat at my house because I'll kill her. But um <laughs> It, you know, I found a lot of, you know, easy adaptations and I mean, know, it's been awesome. great. It's yeah. a lot easier to make something vegan than I think a lot of people realize. My but kids were fighting would... over tofu at a That's restaurant right. the yeah. other night. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting Zach, over it. Zach loves it. He loves I imagine it. you would crazy. probably struggle being vegan. No, right? you really wouldn't. I don't I promise think I you would. wouldn't. Vegan Isn't maybe. everything made with coconut? Only the like processed stuff is like more heavy on the coconut. Sorry. Vegan, maybe. I think I could probably get away with vegetarian. Mm. But I don't I don't think I could give up dairy either, to be perfectly honest with you. So, like... I really struggle to give up dairy. I, I mean, not to be rude. I, ha- I have a hard time with meat as well. Like, when I get home late at night and, I, and I'm like, I just want to, like, shred some chicken and throw some taco seasoning in it. It's like, that's when I'm like, oh, that's my comfort food. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I will say because like when I first went vegan, I was like, I hope I can like keep up with this because I, you know, I mean, you knew me. I was like, I would, I did Atkins, God knows how many times, mm-hmm. and like that kind of stuff. Like, so it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I was like, I only have chicken every now and then. It's it was a real easy transition, you know. Like, um, but honestly, like meat in and of itself, like you crave it because it's like what you know. 
but having having switched to being a vegan over the past oh god when did i go vegan it was like it'll be four years ago in september so like i never crave meat ever the the bigger problem for me is dairy and that's because i don't know if it's like the sugar of it or like what is it but like there's something like in dairy that like I do find myself being like, you know, I'm with cream and vanilla wafers at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, but yeah, meat was, I even try. Oh, shortly after I went vegan, I went back home and dad had had a barbecue. So there was like burgers and hot dogs and all the stuff that I loved. And I was like, well, maybe I should like try it and see if it's like, and I tried to eat it and it was like <laughs> disgusting to me. I had to, I bought these plant-based like barbecue bites mm. the other day because I was I saw them I had never seen them before and I was like oh I'll give it a try it'll be like I don't eat a lot of the like vegan junk food but I was I just do. like oh like <laughs> let me give this a try and whatever they made it out of it honest to god like had the consistency of meat I took one bite and I my, my, like I felt my stomach turn like I yeah it like bothered me so much like and it's crazy that after you know it's been less than three months. Like you had a funny thing happen to you recently, which when I was with you at the grocery store, cause I told you, I was like, it doesn't happen immediately. But like after like a month or two of being vegan and like, you kind of get like the meat out of your system, you see it differently when you're at the grocery store. It's like a, it's like a hallway of death. It, it is. <laughs> and I don't really want to be like, that person. Cause yeah. I swear to you, like, I'm not like preachy and all of that. I'm just yeah. not like that, but it is, it's shocking to me. Like how quickly my body has like changed and how it, like affects yeah Your I like perspective don't of it look at the meat <laughs> yeah really yeah hmm. huh I I get it's funny because I try not to be like bitchy or anything like that but it's funny because like I'll see like things like that people are joking about that are like totally normal jokes but then I have to like calm the vegan in me because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> like that's not funny <laughs> like I get why it is funny but in my mind I, I don't know it's like because like what well like no like even like I saw on some social media like website whatever day that somebody was like um they were like first you get them to trust you and it was like them feeding like a chicken and something and then it was like and then you betray them and it was like chicken legs on the grill and i was like that's not funny to me like mainly <laughs> mainly because it's like i don't like it's just like it's that general connection with animals kind of thing and like like just like the and you're very connected to oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um so it's like you just like I get Keep it. The arms link. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. um. So it's just like that. It's just like I don't know. It's that connection to them. It's like because when you not when when you when you eat me and like they're part of your food source, like you see them as part of that. So it's like when you remove them from that, you and you stop seeing them that way. Like I don't know. It just hits you differently when you see that kind of stuff. Not me mm. being judgy. It's just like yeah. It's so interesting. I there is a part of me that really would love to do it. I can tell you some movies to, or documentaries to watch, and you'll do it. You'll at least give it a try. Yeah. I mean, do you think I would? I think you, you would for the health benefits, not even the animal part. Like especially with some of the stuff that you're dealing with. I think if like if you watched Forks Over Knives. Well, what is it what about the that 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 made you switch? I don't want this to turn this to turn into like I'm a vegan podcast. Curious. I mean, so I had a lot. I, I mean, oh God, I don't. I'm turning forty. 
That <laughs> pains me to when? say. <laughs> in September, the end of September. But I am turning 40 and I actually am not really freaked out about that. I still consider myself very young and I'm certainly young at heart. But like my joints suck. Like mm. I have, I used to have like a ton of inflammation, like all the time, like getting out of bed was like a process. Like I'd be sore for like, like the first half hour of my day. Like I love to hike and I was like having issues. So, um, I had read something about how like a lot of people have, um, not like a lactose intolerance, but that they have a reaction to dairy and that that can cause a lot of inflammation in their body. And so when I was kind of first, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to do ve- you know, I'm going to be vegetarian. I really just don't enjoy meat. It wasn't something that like I was eating a lot of anyway. Um, but I was like, hell no, I'm not going to like go vegan. Um, but then I was reading this article and I would say within literally less than two weeks of cutting dairy from my diet, my skin cleared up, my joints don't hurt. Like I have like a very physical, you know, like there's, there's absolute like physical benefits for me, Hmm. um, which will keep me going on this. But I just, I, I really struggle, like I said, because I'm like, I've cut so many things out of my diet. I don't, like, if I cut out all the animal products, I don't know what I'd be eating. Yeah. No. And I feel like with, you know, someone with diabetes, like, that has to be a conversation. Like, I didn't go to my yeah. doctor and get permission to do this, you know, like, that I didn't have to. But mm-hmm. I would say absolutely if it was something that you were considering. And there's a lot of people, because, like, now I'm on a ton of forums, and there's some crazy-ass vegans out there, like, who are, like, militant and crazy and judgy and horrible. Yeah. But um, well, like that said, that. yeah. There's a drag queen in New York named Honey LeBronx, and... uh I make no secret of the fact that I don't like the the way she acts when it comes to her veganism because she's known as like the vegan drag queen. Mm-hmm. And I do generally think she's a nice person, but she's the kind of vegan that like if you're hanging out with her and you have a cheeseburger, she'll start playing videos of like cows being slaughtered. And like to me, like that's like, obnoxious. That's- like just as much as I want people to respect my choices, like I respect others. Like I'm not going to preach to other people. Like you have to do what's right for you, especially if there's like medical considerations. But what I was going to say is on these groups, there's a lot of people with um, diabetes that have had a lot of success, you know, mm-hmm. managing like their blood sugar and, and other, and other factors. I'm sure it would be great for my blood sugar, but as someone who enjoys eating, I think I'd probably like, yeah, I'd probably like, throw myself down a flight of stairs right. i mean we could certainly talk more like i don't want to hijack the podcast on the amazing I mean, vegans <laughs> in this family but i'm fine talking about because like we talk about what we eat all the fucking time we do <laughs> so like for me i'm kind of like if i think i could go vegan if i could have like Croutons and chips and you cake can, and cookies. Though. Well, no, he can't. I can't. Like, oh, gosh, he can. As, vegans yeah. can, but, but Joe vegans can. can. I yeah. cannot because the carbs in them yeah. are I'm the sorry. complex I carbs that fuck up my blood sugars. So it's like I'd be cutting out all the stuff that tastes relatively good. The to only me. thing I will say. Because you would do very well being, like, a whole foods plant-based vegan. Like, someone yeah. who's not going to eat all the shit that, like, Bob and I sometimes indulge in. <laughs> yeah. But the um, Right. Stuff. But the one thing I'll say is when I eat really clean, 
and it only takes about two days of like really eating well, like your body, you'll be like, oh my God, I want to have like beans. I want to have like broccoli. Mm. Like you honest to God, like crave that stuff. Um, I, I was using that as an example, but like you will crave those things and not the cheese and the, you know, sugar. Cause it's like, it just takes that like two days to get out of your system, but I'm not, um, I'm not disciplined enough to. Unless of course you're drunk at 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> we were told or Kevin's, Kevin's no longer vegan story. <laughs> yes, Kevin, you used to be vegan. I was for about and he was six or seven about it. months. I was, I was a militant You vegan. ate shit out of a tin can because you <laughs> were on vacation because oh you were what was it? so Just committed. It was, it was like turnip it was like, greens. Yeah, it was I horrible. thought it was collard greens. Uh, no, it was like it was no, like it was worse. Like I don't know. It was disgusting. I don't know. It was not great. It smelled but, like death. Um, but we but had I those was amazing fries. Gonna, <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Thanks to Kevin. I was not going to eat any meat, and then we got back from vacation, and I got drunk and ate five hot dogs. <laughs> but <laughs> first, I ate. lied. <clears throat> first, I lied to Robert when he came out and saw me making said hot dogs, and I lied and said that Dad had made them, and well, no, no, then no, no, no. threw them out and said he must have forgotten it in the microwave. And then he went to the yeah. Robert went to the bathroom and came back out, and I was making more, and I was like, "They're mine." <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was happening. It was like what time? Two a.m. And it you was were like, like two o'clock. You were like, oh my God, uh, I didn't know these hot dogs were here. Did you, did you make hot dogs? It was very funny because I, I did. I felt bad. And like, <clears throat> it's weird because like, even though I'm not vegan anymore, like I still, I try to eat less meat. Like I don't try to make it like part of every meal that I eat. And um, no, I do, do try to vegan. make like a lot of vegan alternatives. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I see you buying like even just like the vegan ground beef and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like. At the same time, like I ate 14 taquitos today and I have no shame in that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you put And the thing in that's it. frustrating is you could probably make vegan taquitos. Oh, yeah. yeah. You but I could. couldn't eat them because I don't eat tortillas. Right. You know what I, I mean? mean well, and that's you... where I that's where I struggle is because yeah. like I would be imagine doing that like that like really clean eating, but like a hundred percent of the time. Like you know me, I didn't even have cake on my birthday like i don't oh, eat cookies God. i don't eat cake i don't eat ice cream i don't eat things that will spike my blood sugar because they fuck me up so it's like i don't know if i could be happily that strict on my diet i think you'd have to be very creative like like let's say you were going to make a vegan taquito like instead of using a tortilla you could use like a collard green leaf to roll it and then grill it yeah but for the rest but, of your life and i i know there's people like, who eat like that and it's fantastic and i'd be a lot skinnier but like i just don't know that i and that's kind of where I'm commit. coming from. Like, I don't eat tacos anymore. Last night while oh, we were on headset, so sad. I was <laughs> making cheese taco shells. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because I wanted to have a taco, but like, it's like I can't eat tortillas and I can't eat taco shells. And there are going to be diabetics who listen to this and go, you can have that. But it's like, yeah, if you dose exactly right and you and you really do like the extended boluses and you count the carbs exactly right, but it will still spike your blood sugars. And I'm very adamant about not doing that because I've been I I, I feel so much better not doing that. Right. So I make that choice to take those things out of my diet. But at the same time. I don't know how many choices like that I can make in my life. You know? <laughs> it is really difficult. I mean, um, the thing I would, the thing I would say was like, I, I don't honestly know that you could go vegan given the situation, but like, 
if you went to i would say go to like a specific like store that's like that's going to carry like a lot more variety in terms of like vegan and like those types of products and look at them and really like see which ones like if you wanted to essentially that you could incorporate more because that's honestly just like or like start off by just saying okay like two or three times a week you know i'm gonna make a vegetarian dish you know for dinner like start you know just playing around with recipes and trying like some meat alternatives and and other things that you might surprise yourself. I don't know. Because like cauliflower rice is gonna have come less to the than dark the side. Cauliflower is so gross. Oh I my god! Cauliflower shut up. rice last so, night. It yeah, it's great. delicious. I, I love it. Cauliflower rice. I hate cauliflower. I don't even want to see <laughs> What'd it. What did you say? I hate that it's in the. It's not. I'm not a big fan of cauliflower rice. I made well, cauliflower fried rice a while yeah. back because again it was like I wanted fried rice, but I mm. know I really should not be eating it. So it's like I made cauliflower r- fried rice, and it was like. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like watching the fireworks, but they're not there. <laughs> I, like, we're all going to go sit down and watch fireworks, but you get there and it's like somebody like... With poppers. Somebody shining a light in the sky. And it's like, like it's not... It's it, it just wasn't like... Someone served me cauliflower pizza once. Oh, and I, I thought it. that was like a bigger betrayal than like if someone gives you an oatmeal raisin and you think it's a chocolate chip. You know cookie. what David used to make that like, was really good? Chicken pizza. The crust was made of chicken. Have How? you ever had... Um... <laughs> it was delicious. Isn't that just a chicken cutlet? Like, I don't understand. No, it was it's like... chicken farm? I, I, I'm literally <laughs> watching him. Like, <laughs> uh, Excuse me, bitch. It was when he was on keto. He literally oh, just sense. like... He would get these pizzas, but it was like... I guess they like shredded the chicken and then like... um like egged it to like okay and to make like a dough mm-hmm. okay and then they put the sauce and the cheese on that and it was fucking delicious one of the best things i ever had was a quesadilla pizza where they made like a cheese quesadilla and then they liked as like the um, a quesadilla pizza yeah like and that was like the basis and then they just put like the cheese and sauce on top of it with toppings and cut it into um ace and served it and it was really good that does sound really good. Oh my god, it was so good. I wish I had the rest. Uh, of it. But we are twenty-two minutes. Into the- <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is, of course, my spooky gay family. We- I'm sorry we had like this huge vegan discussion uh, at the beginning of the episode, but maybe you learned something. Who knows? Um, we are back. We are going to be jumping into a uh, a new movie today, and this is your spoiler alert notification. We are talking about a movie that just came out. We are talking about, I'm going to say James Wan's because he produced it, but uh, that's being very liberal. Uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So if you have not seen the movie yet, then now's a good time to stop listening because we will be talking about pivotal plot points and moments in the movie. Now you've been forewarned. (laughs) Before we jump into it, though, we do have some listener questions from listeners on Patreon. If you would like us to answer your questions on air, now's a good time to head on over to patreon.com slash myspookygayfamily. You will be uh, able to submit questions, comments, and concerns there. 
And uh, that's it. Here we go. Our first question and or comment, because I have not read it yet, <laughs> is from Candice. Hello, Candice. Candice said, the third Conjuring had some fun moments, but I was overall quite disappointed. The good old trope of making a satanic witch the enemy does not does get quite boring. My husband, Kyle, and I were puzzled on the completion of the curse. The ancient text outlined that for the curse to be completed, it needs a child, a lover, and a man of God. Well, the child didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the lover was nearing extermination, and dear Eddie came close. So my question is, if the deaths of the lover and the man of God were successful, then the, the, then the witchy poo would still need a child, No. Also, just to add, Kyle was a giant fan of the fat, bloated, reanimated corpse. <laughs> and thank you. I appreciate you watching I, my YouTube Yeah, I was going to make that. Waiting for his sequel. <laughs> Could go on forever. This movie is bothering me. <laughs> and this is why I love Candace. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, That's the episode, guys. The... the First of all, the part with the, uh, with the bloated corpse... I was like, I was like, this should be called The Conjuring, The Warrens Go Cow Tipping. <laughs> it reminded me of the tank from Left 4 Dead. It oh, looked like right a tank, or, or like a, not a tank, a, a, um, boomer. a boomer. A boomer. Oh, yes, yes. It was a goober. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was really enjoying that scene. I'll talk more about it later when we, uh, when we finally get into the movie. But I definitely agree with you, Candace. There were a lot of problems with the the pieces of this movie things just didn't quite work uh i can't remember who fucking wrote this it wasn't james wan was it um he helped with the story but i don't think he wrote the screenplay yeah it's based on characters created by chad hayes james wan is credited as having written the story but the screenplay is by david leslie johnson mcgoldrick who is Got way too many names, but um, <laughs> way too many names and way too few concerns about the plot points. That's what I'm going to say about about Leslie Johnson or Leslie David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. Uh, I definitely agree with you, Candace, and we will get into that in the main part of the episode. This is from John Radicasa. Hello, darling. Uh, John said, "I just finished the Loch Ness episode. I'm super late. LOL." <laughs> but and I have to say, I very much understand what you mean about connecting to the land and the lore at Loch Ness. When I was young, my dad would watch those discovery shows like Finding Nessie and Search for the Loch Ness Monster. And of course, I would always watch with him. And I always asked him if we could go one day. He's since passed. And I'm very sorry to hear that, John. Uh, but in 2019, I had the opportunity to go and live out our dream of trying to catch a glimpse of Nessie and see the castle. So I took it. And it was the best decision of my life and the most beautiful place I've ever been. The any energy there was magical like truly magical and i boohoo cried when i got to see urquhart's castles or urquhart castle's ruins on the edge of loch ness it was such a full circle moment that was all tmi lol but i cannot recommend going to the loch and the rest of scotland for that matter it's truly magnificent Oh, we have more. <laughs> First of all, I I appreciate you saying that. I'm very sorry to hear about your dad. But we have been literally all <laughs> night discussing our plans to go visit Loch Ness and uh, other parts of uh, Britain and the United Kingdom and uh, just generally Western Europe. So hopefully we will be able to go and report back. John continued, however, I know you asked at the end if anyone believed in Nessie, and in a weird way, I do, lol. But let me explain. Do I think there is a giant 
plesiosaur in the lock. I did for a very long time. I wanted nothing more than that. Haha. But I think at this point, it's more of the spirit, quote unquote, of Nessie that I believe in. The magic of my childhood lives in that lake monster. So whatever she is, whether it be an eel trailing an algae bloom, (laughs) some otter or seal or a log floating to the surface, my heart kind of flutters every time I read about a sighting. And while I stood there on the shore of the lake and stared across, that feeling came back. My heart fluttered a bit and I could almost picture her head peeking out of the water to greet me. And that moment for me was almost better than seeing her face to face. So while I physically might not believe in Nessie, I can with certainty tell you that I believe in magic and the feeling of Loch Ness. I hope that made sense. This was one of my favorite episodes so far. Well, I appreciate it. And I definitely agree with you. That's kind of how I feel. You've been to Loch Ness, right? We were just there, (laughs) oh gosh, two years ago. And my kids, like, they wouldn't leave because they were so convinced, so convinced (laughs) that they were going to see something. So we're, like, standing, like, at the top of, like, the castle ruins overlooking, you know, standing right on the edge then. And they're, like, shouting. They look like crazy people. They're, like, (laughs) shouting into the lake, trying to talk to Nessie. And Mackenzie was, like, devastated. And then, like, at one point, like, we did. It was, like, you want to believe in it so much that I was, like, what was that ripple? And then you start to, like, you know, they were getting excited because they were, like, I think I did see something. Um, So to this day, ask Mackenzie because she'll probably tell you that she saw something. And I'm fine with it. Me too. Because I kind of have that same feeling. It's, like, I I believe in the magic of Nessie. 100%. It's, like, Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. And Nessie it is, is like beautiful Christmas. there too. Aside from anything else, it's gorgeous. Like, That's gorgeous. And I and Sam and I, when we talked about it during the episode, Sam had said that you know the the town is just beautiful, the village is beautiful, the people there are so friendly and nice and like. That's kind of what I, I'm drawn to. I want to go meet the people there and, and say hello and look for Nessie and probably not see anything, but maybe see something that is fun and silly. A 46 foot otter. A 46 foot otter. <laughs> Which I would also be up. okay with. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have strong feelings about Nessie? I mean, I'm one of those people that I won't say that the Loch Ness Monster doesn't exist. That was what I said in the because episode. Like, we've only explored, like, 3% of the ocean, so there could be a plesiosaur out there that maybe one time it did nest in Loch Ness or whatever they do to, like, spawn. To and spawn. people saw it and, like, it was real. <laughs> it like, get there from the ocean. Well, that's fair. But um, I don't know. Maybe there was, like, an inlet stream that nobody knew about, like, eons ago. And <laughs> the lake's only 10,000 years old. The same way that little what? fish get The lake ponds. is only 10,000 years old. Well, who knows? Maybe 9,999 years ago, there was a stream, and one plesiosaur swam up, and people, like, it had just the one babies, and, like, they were living in the block oh, for a while. And, like, the Hills Have Eyes version of Loch Ness. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, like, you never know. Like... They've ne- have they ever drained the um, no, I don't no, think it's a glacial it's lake. Yeah. So mm-hmm. see, you never know. Until someone ever it like ever drains or like someone actually like really explores it, I'm gonna say that it's there. I'm listen, and that's what I said in the episode. I was like, I personally don't believe in Nessie, but I'm not gonna shit on anybody who does. If if that's your if that's your thing, have at it. Enjoy it. Do you have strong feelings about Nessie? Um, not really. I kind of agree with the sentiment of like if you can't prove it's not there, it could be there. Seems really <laughs> unlikely, though, given how much people spend time there. But, you know, you think you'd have seen something, like, concrete at this point. But There's some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely, I like 
just the folklore of it. I think the folklore is fun yeah. and uh and like John so eloquently put, it's kind of magical. It's yeah. like it it kind of keeps you on your toes and keeps you believing in things that you don't see and yeah. that's fun. It's fun to do things like that. Yeah. Um we have one final we have one final uh question or comment from Lily Wendahaki. Hello, hello Lily. Two. Oh, there are two. I missed one. Um, I used to work at a place with a woman who fully believed in the Megalodon, who, who fully believed the Megalodon still existed due to the mockumentary Discovery put out years ago. Oh, <laughs> I remember her getting heated when I said the quote unquote doc was fake and staged and she was very much yelling, but what about the found footage of the boat? What about the bones in museums? <laughs> and then it was edited to add as a kid i used to wholeheartedly believe in nessie i feel like there was a weekly world news article with a photo of the flipper in the murky water while i don't super believe she's there it's fun to semi believe something is hanging out there that isn't quote unquote normal that seems to be the general consensus um we also said highly doubtful that the megalodon's out there Uh, I will say it's Thank scary to God. think about when you're on like a particularly wavy ferry across from Fire Island <laughs> in the middle of the night. But it, it, it I'm going to say she's probably not out there anymore. Or at no. least not in the Hudson. <laughs> not in the Hudson? Where's that? Is that not where? No. Um, <laughs> Is this the mockumentary about mermaids that Discovery did? No, no, they did, so a, they did a mockumentary the, the about the Megalodon. Megalodon yeah. Oh, because I was going to say, I could have totally been that woman arguing with Lily about mermaids because I really believe that documentary was real for like a good solid two months. Oh, Jesus. Until I was like, <laughs> I'm a fucking moron. But like, <laughs> but like everything that they put into it like really made sense. Like to me, I was like, well, you know, maybe we do have a distant ancestor that stayed in the ocean and like... Um, Because they go into, like, this whole thing about how mermaids wouldn't look the way that, like, they're portrayed and everything. And um, and so for, like, two months, I was like, who knows? Maybe there are mermaids out there. And then I was like, yeah, I'm a moron. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> like... Yeah. I... I don't, I don't really have strong feelings about mermaids. I do have pretty strong feelings about Megalodon. Yeah, I, I feel like... I mean, I don't believe that they're still there. I mean... At this point, we would have seen one. Yeah, probably. Or we I mean, at least would have noticed that, like, whale populations were... <laughs> were struggling. We're struggling a little bit. That, and it's also, like, it's like the um, giant squid where the only reason we knew it existed was because it washed up dead on beaches somewhere. Like, I feel like a megalodon would have eventually... Washed up someplace? Yeah. Like... Yeah. Are you getting weirded out by the conversation I about a megalodon? I don't like them. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I, that's one I'm perfectly fine with saying. Yeah, they're they're dead. They're gone. It's done. Close the book on that one. Does that kind of like channel into your fear of whales? Did you see that guy just got like swallowed? swallowed yes, by whale. I, I did. posted on I, his face <laughs> because I remember the first time I ever talked about this with all of you. You're like, "Oh, that's so funny. It's not like a thing. Like that, that never happens. Whales are like super nice and they don't do things." And then there's like all these videos of like whales just falling on people. Well, it was an Eating accident. People. The whale was like skimming and I didn't he got say, sucked in. I didn't say it was like some hostile, aggressive whale who was like, "I'm gonna eat this dude," but it still <laughs> happened. You don't know. Maybe that whale that whale wasn't vegan. <laughs> <laughs> That veil. <laughs> that veil. Because it's vegan. Um, yeah. I don't, but the thing is, they're they're 
trachea, I guess, or, or not trachea, but their esophagus is not yeah. large enough to actually swallow people. So he didn't get swallowed. No, he but was just yeah. like, but I mean, just, he got chewed no, it's, it's just, yeah, but that's the thing is it's like, it doesn't mean to do harm, but it does. It's bigger than us. And it's just kind of, it's like me at a buffet. I'm just walking around with his mouth like, ready. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Anything bigger than me that like especially like when it jumps out of the water, like how many tons does a whale weigh? Like, do you want to find out by it landing on you? No. Like nit scary. Nothing. Yeah. Like a vampire. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Like a Russian vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and megalodons are scarier because they are trying to eat things. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, I do, the idea of a megalodon definitely scares the shit out of me, but I don't believe they're out there if i'm being honest we would have seen one by now i'm sure yeah although i did I, I wasn't kidding the other day every week now i try to catch the last ferry on fridays to come home instead of staying over in in the pines because it's easier to drive home late at night so i catch the 10:40 ferry but this past friday was when all that like that like hurricane came through and there was like all the storms and so the waves were just like really choppy and the ride back was like very uncomfortable. And I was like, I was like, if this ferry like really tipped, what would I do if I was like stuck in the middle of the ocean at like just about midnight? I think I'd die from a heart attack. <laughs> like uh, that is like my worst fucking fear. <laughs> yeah. And then of course I started thinking about like sharks and megalodons. Of course. I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> We have one final question from Jose via Instagram. My goodness. Hello, Jose. Jose says, hi, I just recently discovered your podcast through my friend Lily. I, I'm assuming Lily went hockey. I absolutely love, 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 love your podcast. Thank you, Jose. We definitely appreciate it. It's everything I wanted in a podcast and more. Thank you so much for making me laugh and helping me get distracted from working at a hospital. Oh, My Jesus. goodness. Well, thank you for working at a hospital, Jose. I know that's probably not that easy these days. If I can ask for a favor, my friend Lily Stitches is an amazing friend. That is Lily. Um, definitely has made life better. If you can give her a shout out in a future episode, she's an amazingly huge fan. She even invited me on Facebook to a group page. It would make her day to hear a shout out on an episode. Thanks for reading and sending lots of lug love, hugs and kisses. <laughs> lots of lug. Lots of lug. <laughs> um, well, hello to Lily. Hello, hello, Lily. Yes. We love you very dearly. Lily is one of our merry band that, that <laughs> follows us everywhere. And uh, we love her very... Lily actually has... Um, because Lily and I talk on Instagram all the time and not that long ago she went to like a Monster Mania mm -hmm. and they had an action figure set of Lori and Dr. Loomis from Halloween 2 mm -hmm. and she was like, listen, she she messaged me on Instagram and she was like, listen, I'm at Monster Mania, do you want me to get this for you? And I was like, I will Venmo you, just get it for me right now. <laughs> And she still has it. I have yet to go and pick it up. But one of these days, I will I will come and pick up my Dr. Loomis and Lori action figures. But hello, hello to Lily. Jose says hello, clearly. And uh, so do we. We love you very dearly. That is all of our listener comments and questions and concerns. If you have one, it is not too late. You can send them in on uh, patreon.com slash myspookygayfamily. Also... Fun bit of news this week. We are launching 
the My Spooky Gay Family YouTube page where we are releasing episodes and other cool content on YouTube. So check us out uh, on YouTube. Just search My Spooky Gay Family. You can listen to the episodes there or you can catch other cool video content that we're putting out. Go check it out and definitely subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. (laughs) And while you're there, also uh, subscribe. Please do that. Like and comment as well. Like and comment. Nice things. <laughs> and that's it. Now it's time to uh, jump into the the reason for the season. Here we go. We are jumping into the third installment of the Conjuring franchise. We have the very special, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Let's start with some uh, some... General information, this was directed by Michael Chavez. As I said before, it was written by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick with a story by James Wan and based on characters by Chad Hayes. It stars um, Patrick Wilson, obviously, as Ed Warren, Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren, and Rory O'Connor. It's R-U-A-I-R-I. How do you pronounce it? Wait, say that again? R U A I R I, Rari. You know you keep like spelling, spelling at me. <laughs> you keep spelling at me, but my brain You're is like not Rory. returning any of the letters. R U A R I, Rari. No, it's like a spelling. I don't know. I have no idea. I wasn't listening back to I'm assuming he's some kind of European. I'm guessing. Can, can anyone verify what? this? No. Rari. <laughs> How do you spell this? R U A R R I. No. Is that what you said? <laughs> Rari. R U A I R I. One bullet at the chandelier. O'Connor? Two at the door. O'Connor. He's Irish. Oh, he's, oh, that's why. That's what I'm saying. It, he's some kind of European. Some kind of European. <laughs> he's, oh God, he's younger than. How all is it of us. pronounced? <laughs> I know. Girl, look at him. <laughs> You knew he was younger. He's only than a year younger than me and Kevin. Well, it's like Cersei. Like, I wouldn't get that from S A O R. I don't even know how she spells her name. Or Siobhan. Well, that too. Oh, yeah. Siobhan yeah. is yeah. another one. That Siobhan. Like, it, start, it's, <laughs> it, it, starts, it starts with a G. How are you getting Siobhan? Um, yeah. No, and no T. We love our Irish listeners. <laughs> it is just a very unusual spelling. Is it pronounced Rory? I don't know. I don't I'm trying to find it. Ryrie, Ryrie, Ryrie. Sounds like when a dog has peanut butter in its mouth. It's actually is- Steve. <laughs> it's Stephen O'Connor. My yes. favorite thing is we've spelled it so many times that anybody at home can just go on Google and probably find a way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting here like Ryrie. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I keep missing it. Because you guys are tired. That's <laughs> Hold on, I got one. He's got the same thing. Interesting Irish names. What? Red haired. It sounds like Richard with a weird in English Rory. Rory. <laughs> <laughs> This is scarier than the conjuring. How is it pronounced? 
ironically enough, you, you said were it right. quickly when you were like, Rory. Rory. <laughs> oh my was god. It? It, was, it was like, read hard. What is it? Like, read hard. <laughs> Richard, but not Richard. Ricard. <laughs> Ricard. He was like, what is the emphasis? Oh, it means red hair. It means red hair. This is our first YouTube listen. video. We're going to try to pronounce Irish names. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> Stupid Americans trying to. I love Ireland, and I literally don't want this to come off as we're making fun of it. But oh my god, that's hilarious! I'm laughing at the pronunciation, not at the name. Poor Rory. (laughs) Yes. And every time Uh, I kept freaking saying the name, and you guys were talking, (laughs) red haired. (laughs) Oh, that's what I heard. I thought you were saying saying. (laughs) I was laughing too hard. That's what I was trying to say to him. He was saying he means red hair. It's not like he was saying. It's not like he was saying Richard, but he was saying red hair. Red hair. Yeah. Like, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. That's chill. Did you hear like when he said the way he was saying red haired? He was like red haired, and it sounded like Richard, but weird. And I was like, it's Richard. Is that a name? Yeah. Is it Richard? Richard. If you shorten it, Dick. <laughs> oh my god. Oh so my this god. movie stars Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Wait, who did Rory play? The, the, uh, uh, the our, boyfriend. Our, what's his Arnie. name? Arnie. Arnie. Yeah, the boyfriend. Arnie. 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 Which also Arnie. is spelled fucking Arnie. wrong. Arnie. It's A R N E. That's not Arnie, that's Arn. I've seen it that way. Arn. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google that but too. He was like an actual person. Hi, mom. It's Rory. I'm gonna be playing Arn. I go. Like, what was the voicemail? We're so sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Line is probably dying. He <laughs> sounded like some like like old Hollywood stuff. I know. <laughs> Oh, uh, speaking of Saraline, she wrote a very sad message to us. Oh no, is it about Bob Marley? It is. Sadly, Bob Marley has passed on to the to the goat, the goat ever after. But I like to think that somewhere in the goat ever after, he is still looking over Saraline and her mother. I think he's the greatest goat ghost. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest of all time. The, gr- the greatest, the greatest of, of all time. <laughs> he is the he is the greatest of all time. So Sarah Line, we are sending lots of love to you and your family. Um, but anyway, <laughs> this is of course uh, the devil made me do it. Like I said, it is starring Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, and Rory O'Connor. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm never gonna be able to hear the name Rory ever again. <laughs> Wasn't Rory a character in one of the other Conjuring movies? I think it was one of the or Annabelle something. Mm-hmm. Rory was like the the demon or the doll or something. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being a demon named Rory? Was it in the first one? It, I want to say something in the first one. Oh, Rory was the little the boy little boy. Yeah. Yes. Little boy. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. yep. 
Yeah. It came to I told you. I it all say, comes I full circle. Nobody fought you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that conjuring or was that insidious? That was the no, conjuring. conjuring. Okay. Because he was the one in the music box. Yeah. Yes. Right. And then, and then <laughs> second class like spin. <laughs> second class. <laughs> Rory's like, ha ha. <laughs> Arn. <laughs> um, <laughs> so generally speaking, generally speaking, uh, what were our thoughts on this movie? I hated it. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> nice guys. Sam? Um, mm. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it either. Like, it... It just left me with this complete null void in my soul after having watched it. Like, it's just, it's a non-entity movie. I feel like that's a stronger emotion. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I didn't hate it. It's like, I thought it was void in me. (laughs) It's an hour and a half of my life that I will never get. Right? Like, (laughs) Kevin's like, I thought it was bad. Sam's like, it sucked my life out. (laughs) What you didn't realize is that you were actually in a theater full of people. (laughs) It was just slowly draining you. Yeah, that was the best part about it. My dream movie experience being the only person in the theater. It was a very lucky moment for you. I've never been alone in a movie theater before. It was really cool, actually. Was it? <laughs> yeah, and I was in the front row, so it was... Sarah didn't go with you? No, Sarah didn't want to see it, so... No. <laughs> so you just went that alone? Yeah, so I just went to the movies alone. Well, and did you get, like, popcorn? And... I did. I got popcorn and a small soda because I was being... I was being bad about my diet that day. <laughs> That's okay. Listen, we I don't cheat on my diet at all, but I respect your opinion. <laughs> Thank you. Bob, did you have general feelings about this movie? I, I mean, yeah, I just I think the thing I didn't like about it more than anything was just that I didn't like the way this one was done. I liked in the first two that it was like focused on the case and like the paranormal aspect of it. This one was just mm-hmm. kind of like it was just, I was like, okay, like this is not really paranormal as much as it is like them like fighting like a witch and it's not interesting. Yeah. If they had focused in on <laughs> on Rory and um like his whole like thing about like him being possessed and like a demon made him kill somebody, I think that would have been much more fun and interesting than this weird tangent that it ended up going on. Well, they couldn't do that because in real life the the devil made me do it. Defense got thrown out of court. Oh, yeah, okay. and he and he was convicted. he claimed self defense. Oh, okay, he he still got manslaughter, but it was for self defense, not for not for possession. They probably should have just picked a different Warren case then. <laughs> well, I think cool. they're running out of yeah. even semi credible <laughs> Warren cases. So. They can move on to somebody new then. Like I mean, I'm not above it. People they could pull stories from. Or, I mean, to be honest, like with the devil made me do it aspect, like just do Amityville. Like no one's going to turn down another Amityville movie. Like Or <clears throat> do like the DeFeo case, yeah. which is what, what the Amityville case kind of stemmed from. Like right. the, the DeFeo murders was like arguably way more horrifying than anything yeah. that happened in this movie. Yeah. So like, why don't we, why don't we do that? I yeah. don't know. And the and even like the Warrens investigating the Amityville thing that they did in the I think it was the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Was kind of a annoying and kind of a letdown. 
But I, I don't know. What were your general feelings? So I, I really, I I <coughs> didn't hate it. Um, I thought it was like a movie that I could sit through. I, like Zach hasn't watched it yet. I'm sure mm. I'll probably watch it with him. It's not like one of those movies that I'm like, I can't watch this again. But with that said, there's a lot of critiques that I have. And, you know, the, the first one I'll even put aside, you know, the whole overdone trope of like, you know, it's a witch. It's, you know, Satanist. And I could I could even say, well, you know, this is based, you know, loosely on, you know, true stories. So the fact of the matter is the Warrens did tie a lot of this to religion. So I could say, OK, well, they're trying to put that in there because they're sticking to who these people were. Mm-hmm. Um, I could even say, well, this took place in the 80s. So you have satanic panic and, you know, like that's why they're saying it was a Satanist. Like I, I can kind of overlook that annoyingness because I-, I could kind of come up with excuses. But the thing that bothered me the most about <clears throat> the movie is that what made especially the first one so good is that the scares were not like there was a lot of tension that Mm. built up most of the first scares were very subtle it was more about the anticipation which is you know james wan style and you know that's what made it so good and then when you finally did have the payoff of like a big scare like the armoire you know um it, it like paid off and i felt like in this you started off with that exorcism scene, which could have been really freaking scary. Like exorcisms of yeah, kids yeah. are yeah. generally a freaking scary thing. Yeah. And but even like, the shower scene had the root of goodness in it. It yeah. did. Like when her, when the hand um, yeah. kind of looked like, like the shower curtain and rings kind of and then backed retracted. off, I was like, that was good. Like high hopes. Yeah. But it lost me in that first exorcism scene when like the tornado in the room came and it was like yeah. so <laughs> freaking over the top that I was like, this isn't scary. Like this is yeah. kind of stupid. And then you have like that pivotal moment where Arnie's like, take me, take me. And he's shouting and everyone in the room is seeing what's happening. And then, you know, obviously like the demon goes into him, the kid's okay. And then everyone's like, Okay, okay, like, let's go on with the life. And no one's concerned that he just told the demon that they just watched possess this kid. <laughs> hey, take me. No one's, like, checking in on Arnie. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was crazy to me. <laughs> and it kind of lost me from, from that point. So that was yeah. just part of my rant. I 100% agree. I've, I've, well, I agree with your criticisms. I was not really taken by the exorcism thing. I thought it was poorly done. And especially in the beginning of the movie, it's like, there are so many nods to The Exorcist. It's like the first 15 minutes of this movie are basically like the 30 second bunny videos of The Exorcist. Yeah. You know what I mean? They like, even did the shot of him getting, getting out of the cab and, the, and yeah. the being back, uh, backlit and then mm-hmm. walking up to the house. It's like the at that point, you're like almost beyond an homage. It's like yeah. you're you're just doing the shot again. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wasn't really taken with the the whole exorcism thing. I I I felt like the pacing of this movie was very strange. I felt like I didn't really care about any of the characters. My big my biggest note and it's like the the top of the list for me is that like this kind of felt like the conjuring has finally crossed the line into like B movie territory. Okay. Did you feel that way? I don't know if I would say B movie. I think it's just mediocre. Like but it felt I don't B movie. It was like 
poorly poorly planned poorly executed poorly thought out like the characters were so underdeveloped it was like it was like a high budget b movie to me i mean i guess that's fair in in any other hands like if this had not been a major film studio i i think this would have been like an amazon prime original like yeah. the, the sofa ghost or whatever <laughs> it is. Oh, i don't want to like completely slaughter the director cuz i really don't know his other work but i just felt like was it kind of a lot his fault like even the scene where um vera farmiga is like of the whole issue with her character in this movie i thought like she was no longer just like a psychic or like a medium mm-hmm. like she was like full out like living what what she those people pilgrim. yeah and and that just to me was, like <laughs> it was bizarre it was like really bizarre but that one scene when she is trying to find i think the, i think it was jessica i think it was that was the name of the character when she was trying to help the police officer find the girl's body mm-hmm. and she was like literally like acting out stabbing. like yeah. stabbing and everything i was like this is just stupid like it's no longer even remotely believable like i thought that it actually really cheapened her as an actress like I think she's a generally good actress and I didn't I really feel like, like yeah and I yeah. didn't feel like she was as good in this movie but I don't feel like it was her fault I feel like it was the way that it was directed like everything was so overt and it just took me out of the moment completely yeah and in the past she has interacted with like her visions but she has never been like overtaken by them she's never like reenacted them she I, I guess she did a little bit in the Amityville thing a little bit when yeah. she like was possessed by Ron DeFeo or, yeah. or, or, or whatever his name is. But like, that was the only other time. And even that was like, not the best part. Like no. it kind of was the shittiest part of her yeah. in that movie. <clears throat> I like it when, like when she had the vision of the nun yeah, and you're seeing her interact with it or the vision of the, the ghosts in the basement Mm-hmm. Or, or or Bathsheba in the basement. It was like that was compelling. Yeah, agreed. But I I agree with you. I don't think I don't think that the actors were used properly. I that scene in general was kind of weird for me because she's kind of she walks in with her rosary and I was like, so help me God, is this is this heifer about to use her rosary as a pendulum? <laughs> because it it kind of went. It looked like it, it did. No, I, it was I like a dousing rosary. rod, like. <laughs> It was like a dousing rod or, or a pendulum or, or or a lot of something that I would generally consider to be a witchy tool. Um, and and then my, my other note for that scene was like, oh, filming this scene is like my first, my worst fucking nightmare. They're like, OK, just start running. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like no, we are not doing this. <laughs> but and, and again, it's like. I don't know what they're doing with Lorraine. I don't know if she like was actually like this in real life, but it feels like every movie, her outfits get more and more bizarre. They do. (laughs) This movie, I literally wrote the note. I was like, I was like, it looks like at any moment, at literally any moment, Lorraine is just going to like get up from the table and run to catch the Mayflower. Like (laughs) she is like, she looks like a fucking pilgrim. She's wearing these like high collared, like, weird like a doily turtleneck she looks like angela martin i mean to be fair (laughs) when you see pictures of lorraine warren she is dressed like that i mean yeah but it's getting like worse she looked better in the 70s 
<laughs> How is that possible? She dressed more normally in the 70s. And then as she got older, she, her collars got higher. She looks like she's growing a foreskin on her head. So we obviously all have some very uh, strong feelings about the movie. Did you think it was scary? No. Not at all? No. There wasn't one scary moment for you? Maybe when the demon is running at Arnie right before he kills the guy, but like, even that was... You mean in the camera? Manufactured. Yeah. Like, like it, that, it looked when it real goes dark, CGI. That was yeah. like the cheapest, like to me, that yeah. was the worst scene in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Because it actually had that anticipation with like the previous scenes where you were like, and then like it goes dark and you're like, oh my God, something truly terrifying is about to happen. And then this CGI thing runs at him and I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Like, I literally was, like, screaming at my TV watching this movie, like, at 11 o'clock at night. Like, when they find the first totem, like, yeah. the DVD player in me, like, Dead by Daylight, I was like, break it. Like, <laughs> just break it. Like, why is everybody, like, gingerly touching this thing? Like, just take it apart. Like, and, like, with the whole thing with, like, this, the visions and everything with Lorraine, I'm like, the more these movies go on, the more she becomes exactly like the witches that she's supposed to be exercising. Yeah. And like, you're like courting this very fine line between like, this is a good Christian woman and this is a satanic bitch. Like, and (laughs) well, because like the whole movie is about like this satanic witch who's trying to kill everybody. And like, which is literally the basis for all three movies, essentially. Um, It's either a demon or a satanic witch. witch. Like, so I knew going into it, as soon as they found the totem, I was like, oh, okay. So it's a satanic witch who's possessing people um, and using them to uh, kill people. (laughs) Like the whole plot was so transparent. Like there were, there wasn't anything like shocking. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything that was scary. Like I didn't get scared by one thing the entire movie. I, I agree with that. And that's when I was thinking about it on the way over here, I was like, if, if Joe asks me or if Pissy asks me, you know, like, what's the, <laughs> you know, what was the scariest scene? I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think the um the bathroom scene was like the scariest scene. That was probably the scariest scene. Yeah. But I mean, how sad that like this half a second clip in the first 15 minutes of the video, the movie is like the scariest thing in the whole thing. Oh, I agree. But like. Yeah. Even the demon wasn't that scary. Like even when Arnie's like mopping in the in the prison, oh, and yeah. and it's like you you get the like oh it, there's something in the corner yeah and it's like oh no what is it and it just grabs the bucket and it's like who gives a shit <laughs> <laughs> like is it he gonna just, help I don't know, I, he just wants to help <laughs> he feels bad it yeah I really struggled to think of a moment that I was like legitimately scared in this movie. I, I can't really think of one if I'm being honest. The scares were transparent. The twist was transparent. Yeah. The twist everyone saw coming a yeah. mile away. Well, it was like anytime John Noble's in a movie, I was like, I was you know he's gonna like you get something Denethor in I was here. Say, that was like the only moment in the theater where I was like, oh cool. It was like, hey, it's Denethor. And, like, then, he, and then he ruins it and he's like, I've got chicken shit on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot he said that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hi, I'm Ed. And he's like, I've got chicken shit on my hands. <laughs> and then walks away and you're like, uh, what? Denethor? And he's like, sing me a song. 
Mm-hmm. I do agree. I think anytime you have John Noble in, in the movie. And I knew the second he was in it, I was like, at some point, I was like, this guy left the priesthood to go live in a in a shack with his chickens. The, and he has a, a room full of witch shit. I was like, this guy's the bad guy. That's and seriously. granted, he wasn't necessarily. Yeah. But it's like, you you got to try a little harder than that. But it's like, yeah. then you know he's not the bad guy because it's a witch. Like, and it's not going to be a male witch. Like, they're not going to go that controversial. They're just going to have a female witch. So I was like, okay, so it's someone who's related to him. Like, somehow. Right. So, like. His daughter, Mrs. Tweedy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. Mrs. Tweedy would be the she best did. villain. She, did look in like she looked movie. just like Mrs. Yeah. Tweedy, didn't she? She was like, she did. chickens go in. Demons come out. <laughs> I got chicken shit on my hands. <laughs> now you know why he has chicken shit on his hands. Who would have thought the because he was Mister Tweety? <laughs> the I, the entire time I was, was watching it, the anticipation of whether he was gonna bite into a tomato or not. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> it was so funny because when I was watching it, the first time you see the witch and she's like kind of shrouded in darkness, she has that like weird long neck and kind of a butch face, and I was like. <laughs> All I could think of was like I turned into Robin Williams. I was like, "Oh, Norman Bates." I was like, "Oh like, no!" Oh, no. I was like, "This is definitely going to be like Arnie in a wig, isn't it?" I swear to God. Oh my God. And, and then they introduced Mr. Tweedy, and I was like, "Ah, gotcha." <laughs> yeah, I I really am struggling to think of a moment that was scary. Do you think there was a? Because my thing is. The thing that was the least scary about this movie for me was the fact that it felt like all of the scares were set up the same. They -hmm. all had the same setup and the same follow through. And there was no, it was like, you always knew when a jump scare was coming because they would turn off all the sound and it's like, okay, any second now something's going to pop out and then it would. And it's like, okay, but it wasn't even a scary thing that popped out. It was just like this weird, like a hand or a a bird or some (laughs) shit. Well, birds are scary. Um, <laughs> but. I mean, I guess. What would you have done to have improved it? Now, I was saying this to Sam before, and I know you're going to disagree with me. I can't remember the actress's name. The one who plays Eleanor in... Um, oh, oh no. Don't tell me she should have been the witch. No. I th- I wish that she was like a recurring actress in these movies. because Why? I loved her in the first one. Like, I thought she was so great when she's getting dragged down to, like, the basement door and she's like, Roger! Like, <laughs> it's the best part of the movie. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and, like, like she's just a really good know. horror actress. Like, um, I really like her. Like, I thought she did really well as, like, a possessed person and I thought she did a good job, like, with her scenes and everything. And But who would she have played? I would have had her play. I guess maybe in this <laughs> one she would have been the witch, but, like... <laughs> Um, we're talking about Lily Taylor, by the way. Lily Taylor, Lily yes. Taylor. Um, Eleanor. Like, like I like her as an actress. Like I think she did a really good job in the first oh, one. I felt like she was the like, like her character was like one of the things that kind of sold it for me in the first one. And like, I hated every character in this one. Like, yeah, there wasn't a compelling like, character to me. Although the daughter was kind of compelling. Well, but I then mean, she's like, gone yeah, so fast, like, it's like, who gives mm-hmm, a shit? Yeah. But, like, that's the thing is that, like, her and Arnie were, like, like, you get really invested in them very quickly. And then they're not really that big of a part of the movie. Like, it's all about his um, criminal case, but, like. But it's not. But it's but not. It's really yeah. not. <laughs> like, like, we're just getting shots of him in prison once in a while. Like, well, well, and that's why, like, I feel like the 
A plus version of this movie is um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yes. Because that movie gets it all right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if they had just taken a note out of that book, this movie would have been 10 times better. Mm, I agree. This one leaned into so much of the like shtick and stupid shit. It was like, that one was actually a legal case. Yeah. That was like, also a horror movie. And... I, I felt like we got this whole thing with Arnie and then we never saw him again. He got like attacked in a a, a mopping incident. <clears throat> and then you have the fucking idiot cop who's like, who who's like, oh, everybody, or the priest who's like, yeah. everybody deserves to be saved by God. And he, he <laughs> just hold on to this bottle and don't use it to kill yourself. Like <laughs> the cop played by Charlotte Ray. <laughs> 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 like, it was, I, I was like, the second he handed him the bottle, I knew what was going to happen because yeah. it's like, you don't give a prisoner a glass bottle. Like you might no. as well just give yeah. him a fucking shiv. <laughs> I, it, uh, they just didn't get anything right, it feels like, in this movie. And they didn't even really try to develop the things that I would say weren't good ideas to begin with. But if you're going to go with it, like, at least develop it. Like, I don't really understand what the, I don't know what to call her, witch, Satanist, whatever. I, what was her real motivation? What was she, no like, I don't really, okay, if she completed this, what was she entirely getting and why? Like, I don't think it was really explained that clearly. And then, you know, you go into, okay, well, she got this curse out of this book and here's the three, you know, criteria for it. Well, that wasn't even going to work. Like, but, there was no kid. And that's and are the lovers I, yeah. now Arnie and Debbie? Is that her name? Or was it, Debbie. you know, the <laughs> insinuation of the relationship between Jessica and Katie? I don't know. I think but that's like, what it was supposed to be. Right. Like, but it was not clear. Like, none of it was like... But that's what leads us into the next part of the conversation where this was inevitably going to go, which is that, like, this movie really got into the... The shittiness that you kind of touched upon earlier with about the Warrens, where it's like, everything's a fucking witch. And it's like, in this one, now we're supposed to think like, oh, it definitely was a witch because look at what happened and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, there weren't any real tenets of witchcraft in this. I mean, they were very specific in saying that it was a satanic witch. So there's a part of me that wants to give them like half a point for that. But no, I agree with you. It's it's a fucking witch again. And weren't the disciples of Ram? Ram? Am I saying it right? That's like who she was. That's who he was obsessed with. That's yeah. all yeah. those artifacts were the disciples of. Ram. Isn't that related to Annabelle? Is it? I, I think so. Know. But like again, could you could have. There were just a. There was so much more that I feel like they could have done and they just didn't. Like there was no really compelling story. Like I'm going to, a year ago or a year from now, if you ask me about this. <laughs> a year ago, I'm going to forget this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to have a fucking clue. Um, but no, like I'm not going to really be able to even remember it, I feel like. Especially I watched it a week ago. I don't even really remember it now. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Especially too, because like in the beginning, like they're talking about like, this is like a master Satan worshiper. Like this is like the cream of the crop. Like they're like, this person is active. Like this is going to be a hard person to fight. She makes and pot pies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I mean. It's like, now I would have thought that Bathsheba would be 
like kind Pretty of talented. Uh, right. Like, I mean, <laughs> she's been doing it for like 300 At fucking years. At least minor leagues. Yeah. Like minor leagues. She yeah. was able to sacrifice her baby and then hang herself. Like she made it. Like she did what she, she was trying to do. She made it. Like nailed it. <laughs> meanwhile, Mrs. Tweety is like kind of just like shooting spells off at people and kind of <laughs> fucking up and then gets found out because uh, Lorraine can touch a leaf on a tree and sees where she is and hears a train. And like, <laughs> there's a train. She's on a train. There's a train near the house. Follow the train. And they're like, Lorraine, she's she's not on a train. Where are you going with this? And she's like, mm, follow the house. And you're like, you can't follow a house. It stays in one spot, Lorraine. And she's like, like, I have to get on a boat. <laughs> right? And then Ed, who's never been there before, is like, oh, there's water. It must be a subway or a train under underneath the ground that she's hearing. We have to look there. And someone's like, oh, there's this old sewer system that no one knows about, but we have a map of it. Like, yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like... And can we talk about Ed in this movie for a minute? Ed almost dies like 30 seconds in. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie, they're like, you need to have these pills on you or you're going to die at any time. Then he runs through the fucking farmhouse getting chased by Denethor and the bird lady. And he's like, (laughs) he doesn't have a fucking problem. Not one problem. And I'm like, what was the point of doing the whole thing? They did that whole scene with the doctor where he's like, you need to have these on you all the time or you're going to die. And then when he's driving to the house without fucking Lorraine, I was like, but how much I literally wrote the note. I was like, how much you want to bet? Ed forgot his pills. And then they never did anything with this it. This like, leads me actually to my biggest issue with this movie, which is like, I was getting like sick to my stomach because really what it all boiled down to was like, Love saves the day. Yeah. Because like, you know, all she had to do was like, remember Ed and he remembers them kissing. And then, you know, he finally snaps out of it and she has the little pill in her locket and like all is good. And I thought that was so cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like it was so <laughs> stupid to me. Yeah. If you wanted a twist, could you imagine? She was like, remember Ed? And I was just like, whack. Right. <laughs> I, was, like, I knew that was wasn't like, going to be the ending, but I was like, this is just so entirely just like, like, like. The devil made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have oh, been no. a good twist. Yeah, that would have been a good twist. Yeah, I don't know. I was really bothered by Ed in this movie. And like, again, getting back into Ed's participation it's like you have Lorraine having the freaky visions and uh, even when we get into the whole thing with Jess and Katie, Katie, Katie. yeah or whatever their fucking names are then you go to the morgue can we uh, talk about the morgue for a minute I think yeah. Candace and Kyle put it pretty well yeah <laughs> like first of all I was like why are these bodies so wet like <laughs> and why are none of them like refrigerated yeah yeah, no, yeah they're, they're just, just laying out, out like like the fucking jello man uh, and they're they're so wet so moist and it's like <laughs> then my other thing was like he's like okay I'm gonna turn on the lights and he turns on the timer I'm like what morgue has and a timer? and he turns it on light? for like two minutes I'm like and hey, you couldn't like, give that another twist <laughs> first of all and second of all I was like what fucking morgue has the lights on a timer they're like, all right, Jim, we need to know what happened, but we need to know in about 42 seconds. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And again, it's like all this like manufactured weirdness that I just didn't, it didn't come off as like any kind of believable. And then you've got the fucking goober. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And I don't even remember how it stopped. What how, He pulled Lorraine out of the fucking trance? Yeah. She yeah. let go of uh, what's her name's hand. Yeah. Katie. The connection. Or Jess. Jess? The other one. I don't know. Kessica. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. Jessica. Um, yeah, she lets go of the hand and he goes down like a bag of rocks. <laughs> Can you imagine like, working what? at that funeral home? You come in Woo! the next day and it's like. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> they broke open the door. <laughs> the bodies are this all over the floor. is like laying on the floor face Ass down. Up. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, like the penguin at the end of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> The penguins are like dragging him into the ocean. Like, <laughs> oh my god! So moist. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, sorry, Kevin. I know you don't like that oh, word. Such a gross but word. and and I said like again with the trances. It's like why is she unable to like come out? I. It was like. I don't remember her having these, like, issues with the trances in the past. And this time it was, like, she's, like, walking around and moving and touching shit. And I'm, like, do you think Lorraine ever just, like, walks into walls while she's, right? <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, and then they went this, ah, oh, oh. And then they went, wait, hold on. And then she's, like, walking into fucking walls because she can't open her goddamn eyes. I'm, like, Lorraine, just open your fucking eyes. Maybe that's what, like, the doilies are for. Like, they actually have, like, rods in them. So if she gets too close to something, it'll stop it before she hits her head. <laughs> and, and I feel like, you know, in other movies, obviously, you know, like, I don't walk around seeing demons. So that does seem, like, far-fetched to me to, like, you know, see these things. But it's, like, in the realm of scary and believable or, like, something that I kind of, like, get creeped out about, you know, in real life. But the amount of power that that witch had, like, that she was, like, controlling, you know, that massive mm. dead body, you know, I don't even know how she would have had the connection to that. Like, I know she was connected to Lorraine, but, like, then how did she reanimate the corpse? Yeah. And then, like, when she was taking on other people, but then making other people see a different person, yeah. it just, it was, like, so powerful and so so out there that it just wasn't it just wasn't scary yeah, that's right. how you I know felt. like it was just so fantastical and there was no explanation for why yeah, she was it doing crossed any the of line it. from paranormal into like basically fantasy yeah. completely yeah i was just more impressed than anything i was at like, her oh, ability yeah i was like we should i don't know that you should like end her she should be teaching people <laughs> 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 maybe do some things for good but you know like my god like i mean with that said, you know, this is supposedly based on a true story. How much of that do you believe is true? I think the Warrens investigated a thing where a person said the devil made them do it and then they walked away. Like, I, I don't think anything that happened in this movie actually happened. Well, there's actually there's a lawsuit from uh, the little boy that got possessed in the beginning. Um, there's a lawsuit that he had filed against the Warrens when they were still alive because he said that they basically faked the whole thing really yeah that they came to his house and they told his parents like we'll write a book we'll be millionaires like let's do this and <clears throat> he and his brother both said that so there's a strong possibility that literally none of this is true other than the fact that arnie killed somebody ed warren's been accused of that a lot like the Warrens have shadow been writers, basically every time. Been, like he's yeah. always like, yeah, I, we have to exaggerate it. We have to exaggerate <laughs> it. One, 
I've never really taken these movies very seriously because one of my favorite things ever is I was watching this documentary from like the 90s or something and they or maybe it was like the early 2000s when Ed had passed away, but Lorraine was still around and like they were they had like a group of like all these like ghost hunters and like whatever. Right. And they're like in your um, expertise, like, what do you think in this case it was? And people are like, oh, this was probably just like a shaky pipe or somebody was like, if it was a ghost, it was just like a spirit, whatever. And then it gets to Lorraine and she's like, it's a it's fucking a demon. demon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to get everybody out of that town. Like it was like every, every fucking time, like it didn't matter what it was. It was like a dog back, back and get out like a dog barks until you. She's like, fuck, Satan's here. We got to go. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I don't really believe. I believe in Nessie, I think, more than I believe yeah. in the Warrens. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why her visions were so different. Those are second. Then they were stabbing people. They're just stabbing. Like, she's just got, trying to drive it home. I, I really do think they were just really good con artists. Well, I don't even know if they were good con artists. I think they were good enough that they, they were, were successful. They were successful yeah. con artists, you know? Yeah, but I feel like a lot of that had to do with the fact that they were playing around with something most people didn't understand. Because, mm-hmm. like, the Warrens didn't exist. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, The Exorcist comes out and there's, like, all of this, like, new intrigue into, like, the paranormal. Like, the 60s is when, like, the pagan movement kind of took off. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, here comes good um, Betty Christian Lorraine and her uh, husband, Ed. And, Dip you know, shit. they're they're demonologists and they're like soldiers of God exercising demons left and right. And like um, everything everywhere they go, they're like fighting Satan. And it's like it's just like I think a lot of people bought into it because they didn't know any better. It was like the good side of the satanic panic. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, um. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's something to be said for that. And what's funny is like in instances where I do actually think they found themselves in questionable scenarios, you know, I don't know who believes in ghosts and who doesn't, but like the the family that lived in the house that inspired the original Conjuring, the one in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. said that things got worse after the Warrens were there and then they just fucked off. Yeah. And yeah. They, they like made everything worse and then left. I and was going to bring that up because at one point in, in this movie, she's like, oh, look, the parents sent us flowers. And I was like, that would not happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it. I think that they were just really good at pretending to be able to do something. And we've now got a, a movie series based on it. And honestly, I'm not that mad at that. I'm mad at them, but, like, I'm not mad at the movie series. It's like, we're just making movies based on what they say happen. And I'm fine mm. with that. But the, the what appealed to me about the first one is that it was somehow grounded. And it has just slowly spun out ever since. Yeah. Well, in the first two, like, especially the first one, when, like, they start the house investigation, like, it's very... Like, the atmosphere in there is, like, you have Ed and Lorraine, who are kind of, like, the extremists on one side. Then you have, like, the police officer on the other, who's like, this is all bullshit. Like, nothing is actually happening. But then when he has his first scare with, like, the maid, like, that was genuinely scary. Yeah. Um, And, like, in the second one, you know, you kind of have the grounding of the neighbors across the street. Mm -hmm. And even the mom and, like, the one woman who comes in who's, like she's just faking everything like there was always that opposite and then in this one it was just like completely over the top and nobody was countering it like nobody was coming forward and being like there's obviously not a satanic witch somewhere placing totems under people's houses and causing the devil to do it like there was just no fight 
Like, the only moment you had of that was the, I I guess it was the the lawyer. Yeah. Was like, oh, uh, if you can prove to me that you that blah blah yeah. blah blah, and then she let they like hand her a bunch of tapes and they're like watch these and you don't see the tapes no mm-hmm. she just comes back looking all frazzled and she's like okay prove it and it's like well it's why like, if if the rest of this is fucking made up can't you show us what was on the fucking tapes yeah <laughs> well it's like in was it the first one when they initially talk about like lorraine having that vision during an exorcism that like she had to yeah. like, go and be in a room for a week and then we find out in the second one that it was like her seeing Ed die. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was like, oh my God, she like saw like a demon, like she saw hell, like something like legitimately terrifying. And it's Ed sticking out of a tree. Like, like what the <laughs> like fuck? Like a Kiesler elf. Like seriously, like. <laughs> it was baking cookies, that's And all. it was such a disappointment because like the whole second movie they're alluding that they're going to show what she saw. And like, there were like, I remember when the first movie came out, like all the theories, like people are like, oh, they're going to like try and like show like what a demon looks like in it's like true form mm-hmm. like they're going to show like a hellish landscape or something no it's ed falling from a second story window onto a tree like that was that was such a disappointment and it was like right along the vein of what we were talking about like it just like th- that little let down the, and that was kind of how i felt about it i feel like the, these movies are generally just turning into like christian propaganda yeah mm-hmm. at this 100%. point it's like it it feels so it's like can we can we get something a little fresher like we've not we have hit like the halloween 3 moment yeah. and it's like you can you can redirect and and pick this franchise up off the floor and fix it or we can just keep on shoveling down into the depths of whatever the fuck this is going to be and <laughs> people are going to stop watching it yeah i that was how i felt about cuz i really didn't i did not think there were a lot of redeeming qualities about this movie for me i didn't particularly enjoy it the whole blondie thing yeah with the with people like reciting scary blonde and i got that wrong if you're one of our patreon listeners (laughs) (laughs) i fucked it up with fear street um it was like who cares we need to fix this we need to fix it now somebody needs to call james and be like okay you got to come back and fix this for next time otherwise it's done this is the series is just done as far as i'm concerned Especially because the spinoff movies have been kind of good. Like the Annabelle movies. The Annabelle movies, ones. Yeah. Like, well, not the nun. Not the nun. Yeah, but, the nun. Yeah, that wasn't very good. But one of the Annabelle ones has to do with, it's like, in their house. And it has it focuses on their daughter instead. And, like, the babysitter. Oh, I didn't know that. That one is... I liked Annabelle Creation. That one was that one was okay. That was the one... The one in the farmhouse yeah, with, like, uh, the, the orphans. That one was fine. This one is better. It had some scary moments. It did. No, it did. It genuinely did have some scary moments. But this one was better it was like one of the better ones hmm. you should watch because it, it delves into a lot of what's going on in that room and like the different possessed items and like the ghosts that possess hmm. them oh i've never seen oh it. it's really good you should watch it. i can't remember what it's called though, off the top of my head I'll, I'll have to look it up i don't know it but maybe i'll give that a shot and say fuck it on the, the conjuring the devil made me do it <laughs> um i i was going to say before when we brought this up i don't think the devil made him do it i think to me, I was like, I would I would not be surprised at all if he had found out that his girlfriend and that guy were like sleeping together and he killed him. <laughs> like that was that was kind of where I went with that one because I was like, why what other reason would he have to cover it up with demons? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's very opposite, like the Virgin Mary being like, oh, it's God's child. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but I think I think that's where we're gonna call it. Yeah. On the Conjuring, the devil made me do it. Yeah. Um, I wish he didn't, but we, uh, <laughs> we uh, he I guess he did make me watch this movie. If you liked it, let us know because we'd love to hear your side of things. Certainly, we're not uh, we're not closed off to the idea of opinions that are differing from our own. But otherwise, uh, let us know your favorite or least favorite moments from this movie. <laughs> we're certainly eager to hear them. So. Uh, thank you, Bob, Kevin, and Jess for joining us for another My Spooky Gay Family. We will be back on Monday with another mini-sode on Patreon exclusively at patreon.com slash myspookygayfamily. You can also catch us newly, as I said, on YouTube. You can check it out at My Spooky Gay Family. If you search it on YouTube, you will find us. We'll be posting episodes and video content there. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And we'll be back next Thursday with another new episode. So until then... Oh, and we have a very special guest next week. We do. I'm very excited about it, and I won't give away who it is, but I think uh, if you are a fan of drag queens, you will uh, be very excited. (laughs) (laughs) So until then, stay spoopy and remember. You okay there? Jesus. I think I hurt someone. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures 2021. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. (laughs) 